Honestly, I I don't mean to complain. It's me, Cindy. But sometimes you just have to vent to release the pressure of whatever's bothering you, right? And there's certainly a lot to gripe about for most of us right now. But I'd rather be listening to other people trying to help them sort out their stuff than be griping about my own miseries. And really, what are they? I am among the luckier ones. I don't have to worry and struggle about taking care of my basic needs. Check. Plenty of books to read? Check. Even though I'm finding I give up on way too many midway through, I think that's another byproduct of living in COVID times. I've got plenty of friends to visit with. Virtually. Check. I have two cordless phones, and both are usually dead by the end of the day, which gives you an idea of how much phone time I'm logging. And I have Oreo Thins. Check, check, and thank you, Lord. And yet none of that good fortune buffers me from all sorts of time spent wallowing in my own personal misery. But, but, I found something of a life preserver. Not one that will pull me out of the mire, but at least keep me from drowning. A bit of good news. It's not me. And if you're in this odd space sometimes as well, the good news is it's not you. Remember when I was telling you what an eye-opener it was when Susan, my yoga teacher, was talking about how everyone, or a lot of us, are going through bouts of unhappiness, restlessness, sadness, and I was relieved while surprised to hear it was such a universal thing? Well, here's even more to help that perspective. Oh, I mean, we are going through whatever you want to call whatever emotional swings we're experiencing, but we're not going through it because you or I are insufficient or fragile or helpless. The always supportive and helpful Brett Levine sent me a very insightful series of posts from a woman who is a psychology-trained coach. Her name is Alexis Rockley, and while maybe she's not a licensed psychologist, what she pointed out was well worth reading, and so it's well worth sharing with you. Essentially, Alexis said, it's not you. It's your brain. Oh, okay, wait, I'll read it. Wait, here's the whole thread. She wrote, let me be clear. Those all-over-the-place feelings you've been having, they're symptoms of stress, not personal failures of yours. Do you feel flaky and inconsistent? That's because your brain doesn't know what news to brace for next or what next month will hold. Tired easily? That's because your brain is burning your energy 10 times faster than usual. Can't seem to focus? That's because your brain has temporarily shut down some functionality in your prefrontal cortex, the part that juggles complex tasks and planning due to the stress response. Feeling creatively blocked? Yes, I am, Alexis! Well, that's because your brain, I loved reading this part because it made me feel so much better, because your brain has temporarily diverted all its creativity and the ability to solve problems to how do I avoid dying, while in a narrowed, slow-burn fight-or-flight state. Suddenly, don't give a, uh, a hoot, I'll paraphrase, about future-based goals, project, or dreams like you used to. That's because your brain knows that being short-sighted is a safer way to cope right now. Man, this was helpful. Your plans, creativity, energy, focus, and motivation are on a yo-yo right now because your brain believes that you need to be extremely adaptive. And then she concludes, you will not be on this roller coaster forever. Be patient with your brain. Again, that's from Alexis Rockley, which is also her Twitter account if you want to read more of her wisdom and information. I really liked it for a number of reasons. First, that I do love the assurance that if I'm inordinately sad or bored or feeling like I'm fresh out of ideas, that I can be aware it's a fleeting state and that's a perfectly logical reason. And given that my brain is calling the shots and I am the boss of my brain, at least I should be right. Having recognized the problem, I should be able to figure out the answer, but... Not necessarily. Not now. 
Under normal circumstances, that is the old normal, that might have been true. Understanding that my brain is simply responding to something that is getting in my way. And you know, because we've talked about it before plenty of times, about how there is a cause and effect between the chemical or hormonal or behavioral reactions of your brain. And knowing them can help avoid pitfalls or can help redirect your thinking or those reactions. But it's equally true, like Alexis said, that my brain can't possibly prepare for whatever is going to come at me in the foreseeable future. So maybe I'd be asking way too much to think that I could take over and wrangle it into submission, bend it to my will, make it beat my monkey at my circus. Now don't get me wrong. I know there is a light at the end of this tunnel. I just don't know how long the tunnel is. You know what I mean? And that helps. And so did reading the perfectly valid and mostly unavoidable reasons why it, my brain, is not working on plans and goals and projects. Because it's on red alert, and so are we. Even if our world isn't personally crashing around us, we are still dealing with a combination of COVID fatigue and the ability to sustain a jacked-up emotional state, which means that no matter what's going on, we're still strongly impacted in so many ways as we live through pandemia. I mean, how normal was your thing? Thanksgiving. It's almost a silver lining that it turns out that I am not in the midst of some massive downward spiral, never to be creative or productive or employed again. I'm just short on drive, motivation, inspiration, and the ability of my brain to have any of that matter while it's all tied up in trying to make sure I survive. I read something interesting about artists and inspiration and how mostly artists and writers rely on what they see and hear and experience the pleasure and pains to draw ideas and details from. And during COVID time, we're not having anywhere near the same amount of exposure to life. And our creative well is kind of dried up. Another interesting point, right? But sometimes the best we can do is the best we can do. Like another friend, Anne Marie says, she's on the COVID one task per day plan. Truth is, she's doing way more than that as she's still working full time. But I appreciate that if you lower the bar, you're less likely to fall short. One task per day? Does that include getting out of bed? Beyond keeping my friends just a phone call away, I have identified my newest coping mechanism. I've armed myself with three solid tactics. Three weapons against falling apart or breaking down or just feeling like I'm failing. The first ties directly into all this info about our buddy the brain. Aside from doing the freak show and constantly trying to keep us safe, there is an adaptability that happens automatically. So that this alt-life that is nowhere near normal becomes, well, somehow more normal the longer we live in it. Like wearing masks. Using them is far less weird than it was at first, Plus, when it's cold, it does add a bit of cozy toastiness. And not automatically hugging and kissing everyone you run into. Or maybe that's just me because I'm a big hugging cheek kisser. But not now, I'm not because my brain has done an adaptive reset. How helpful is that? Then there's gratitude. Remembering and appreciating what you do have rather than dwelling on what you don't or can't or should have I suppose there's also a little brain resetting going on there as well, because the more you look for what you're grateful for, the easier it becomes to be grateful. And my third weapon, or piece of armor, is acceptance. I might have mentioned the book The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle before. Even before COVID, it was a book I didn't get to the end of, but I did get an invaluable little gem that has helped me in many times of difficulty. According to Mr. Tolle, when faced with a problem... There are only three real options. One is to correct it, 
fix it, resolve it. Number two, you can walk away. Or your third option, you can accept it. If you go through this three-point checklist, we can't fix it and we sure can't escape it. So I try my best to accept where we are and what we're going through and to share that mindset when it's going to help anybody. In a world of jangly nerves and sidelined holidays and everything else that we're contending with, accepting this odd state of our lives right now saves me the energy I might waste trying to change something that can't be changed right now. All I can do is accept the reality. Lean towards my own personal lockdown. Mask up. Be careful. Focus on what I have to be grateful for. The people I love. The telephone and the technology that delivers books and movies and contact with the outer world. The comforts of home. Oreo thins. And so much more. Including knowing that when I'm lacking focus, feeling stuck and unproductive, restless, that it is not me at all. And it's not you. It's our brains just doing the job of trying to keep us safe. Thanks, brain. You can hear more about coping with COVID or a ton of other ways and ideas to make your life better, easier, happier. Just subscribe to the It's Me, Cindy podcast.